you. We are live. We are in Sturgis, South Dakota. Pappy Hoyle Campground, Full Throttle Saloon. And it is Sturgis Motorcycle Week, the 83rd Rally. Got a couple of years, and this place will be, they estimate uh, this place will be 750 to 1.1 million people for the 85th. Uh, motorcycle rally, which is coming up in a couple of years. And this, uh, like I said yesterday, it's a sleepy little town of 7,100 people that explodes into 500,000, if you can imagine, uh, in a period of about two weeks. So uh, a lot of people in town. And uh, it, But it's a good time. It's a good party. It's a lot of fun. We follow every day. We get up and we read the morning police blotter uh, out here in Sturgis. And you'd be surprised. It's The police out here are actually pretty cool. They... You know, they do police the roads. If you if it says 45 and you're doing 48, you're going to get pulled over. If it says 35, especially down near Main Street, and you're doing 38, you're going to get pulled over and you're going to get a ticket. They don't mess around. They track you. They drive behind you. They have guns and radars all over the place. State Patrol, Sturgis Police, uh, County Sheriff, all of them, they, they, they generate revenue, and they do it big time. But they're pretty good about... You know, hey, if you're not doing anything stupid, you know, they don't mind if you don't don't get get me wrong when it comes to drinking and driving. Otherwise, I think they could pull everybody over. But it's like if you don't do anything stupid, just get from point A to point B. Everybody be safe. Be responsible. You're good to go. Uh, But it's when you get stupid, then the whole world comes down on you out here because they just they don't put up with any crap, any crap at all. And last night we were in uh, the dungeon bar walking around and the whole backside of the bar. I mean, the whole backside of the bar was the Hells Angels. And cool guys all sitting there talking to us, police walking through. But everybody's just copacetic, man. They're just cool. Everybody's just cool. And as long as you're being good, uh, there aren't any problems. But we've seen a couple of times where, you know, you wonder what happened because they've got a, a car or a couple of bikes pulled over and they're tearing apart their bags, tearing apart their, their packs, uh, opening car trunks, car doors, pulling stuff out. I mean, they're looking for they 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 are looking for everything. So uh, you know, like I said, as long as you're cool, they're good, good stuff. I had a quite you know quite a few people say, hey, "Is there a lot of arrest?" There really isn't. You'd swear that there would be 500 DUIs every night, but there's not. They're just like I said, they just get from point A to point B. Be cool about it. Be responsible, uh, and enjoy your time here. And that's that's pretty much the way they are. It's kind of nice. That's pretty much the way they are. Sounds like uh, Oktoberfest yeah. in lacrosse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a great. Uh, that's a great way to put it. It's kind of like Oktoberfest, where you just you can't arrest everybody. You know, you can't do it. You can't. You know, you would. You kind of all, by doing it. Yeah, you would be generating revenue, but you'd also weaken your police department and your presence to where things could happen. So they just say, hey, just be cool. You know, don't get stupid, and you're going to be good to go. You know, that type of thing. So. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the way to do so. Uh, Sean Clifford coming up here momentarily. If you have not heard from the backup quarterback to the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, you're going to hear from him coming up here momentarily. Uh, I got an email here. I wanted to get to this real quick because uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to address it. Uh, before, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the Sean Clifford stuff. Uh, this is from Alex. Alex says, uh, hey, Bill. I got a question for you. What happens if Jordan Love is injured for a game or two and Sean Clifford plays better? Do you believe that he would then get the start over Jordan Love? Or would this create some sort of controversy? 
And, Alex, you know, we talked a little bit about this the other day. But I think, one, that's the reason they did not bring in a veteran, because if Jordan Love does not play stellar, there will be immediate cries for the veteran who's been there, done that, because Packers fans want to win. Also, they didn't want to go out and pay a quarterback, you know, a couple of million bucks, two, three million bucks, because they only have about anywhere from 12 to 16 under the cap. And if they need players along the way, if they have a rash of injuries, they may need, need to go out and get a couple of guys. Plus, here at the end of camp, there's going to be some guys that are going to get cut. And the Packers could then go out and maybe find another guy that, that might be better than what it is they have at a position or two. So that's the, part of the reason why. But the Packers have invested a lot in Jordan Love. So I don't think if it's... You know, say you're six games in and Jordan Love's good, but he's not great. He goes down with an injury and Sean Clifford just comes in and just lights it up. Now, the reference point you gave me, Alex, in your in your email was as Favre took over for Mikowski because he just played better and Ron Wolf wanted to stick with him, shouldn't then Sean Clifford have the same option? No, because Brian Gutekinst jumped up, believed in, and and traded for Jordan Love, not Sean Clifford. It's different. Jordan Love is the starter. He's the guy. He's the guy they traded up to get. He's the guy they invested in. Sean Clifford, he he was available. And they liked what he had, and they picked him, and he's looked pretty good. But I still think that if Jordan Love is not performing incredibly poor, even if he does go down with an injury and say Sean Clifford is better, I think they're still going to give Jordan Love time to dig out of that hole because you want to fully see what he has. And if, if at the end of the season you look at it and go, boy, that was a kind of a kind of a wasted season quarterback play-wise, and he just never got any better. And look at what Sean Clifford did. And Sean Clifford impressed in training camp, impressed in practice, ran the scout team, did a lot of things extremely well. And, oh, by the way, say he comes in and gets two wins. Then you probably have some type of an off-season issue where you're going to start to look at your quarterback play. But no, I don't think there's going to be any kind of a, a quarterback issue. If, if now, if it's a suspended or if it's an extended period of time, say six or eight games, and Sean Clifford comes in and goes seven and one and looks fantastic, no, you don't make that move. Jordan Love lost his job. If Jordan Love looks adequate or subpar and goes down with an injury for six or seven games. Say he's six games into the season, he, he goes another six games, and come week 13, Sean Clifford is 6-1, and one, Jordan Love is 2-4. and four. <sighs> Hands down, go Sean Clifford. And remember, I mean, that was one of the reasons that Brett Favre uh, said over and over again, you know, why were you the Ironman? When you had bad ankles, a busted-up thumb, you've had issues. You know, you had concussions, but you still wanted to play. And he said, because I got my job because of injury. I didn't want to lose my job. I mean, Brett Favre played with that that level of fear that if I got hurt, I would lose my job. I could lose my job. And so we, we've seen it happen. So you just go with the best man at that point. But one or two games, no. Five or six and success, yeah, he could end up losing his job then you would have a full-blown quarterback controversy on your hands. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. Sean Clifford, backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, met with the media. Take a listen. 
I don't want to see your teammates get released, but what are your boys' reaction to, to Danny being released and what that could mean for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I got to know Danny through OTAs and the summer and then being here in camp. Um, I have a lot of respect for him, um, everything that he put on tape and uh, the things that he did in, even more in, in, with us in the quarterback room. I just felt like he always carried himself with a lot of class, and um, I, learned, I learned a whole lot from him. So we'll definitely uh, was bummed to see that. Um, but I also understand how this league works and, you know, moving through, moving forward. I'm excited just to continue to get reps and continue to learn from the guys in the room and try to make this team as, you know, the best that I can I can do. So. Do you allow yourself to think the super big picture here of that number two job is in your grasp as long as, long as you play to how you think you can play? No, I think you know, I, I never try to put unnecessary pressures on myself especially when really, you know, a month from now is still a month from now. And I'd rather focus on what I can do today and what I can do tomorrow to, to get myself, you know, better in the moment. And, you know, those little wins and stacking day by day, I feel like that's always been kind of my mantra, and that's how you continuously um, improve. So for me, no, I, I'm just focusing on what I can control right now. What are some of the things you learned from Danny? Oh, man, uh, I think how to prepare, how to study, um, you know how to how to read defenses in the NFL because it's different than college, um, and then just having a a very mature uh, mindset coming into the meeting, having questions, being able to uh, be prepared. Um, you know that's one of our you know our core values here is, is you know being prepared, being on time. And I think that he exemplified that every step of the way. So you know. I have a lot of respect for Dan. Like, for sure. I know you haven't been part of joint practice, but how beneficial do you think it's going to be for you on Wednesday? Very. Um, first, very excited to go back to Cincinnati. It's, that's my home. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of family out there and friends. I know I'm, I'm excited to see them. So, coming for you guys. But, uh, no, very excited to go back to Cincy. And I, I, I'm excited to, you know, just get to experience, you know, going against another team, seeing how they practice, taking, you know, the good from what they're doing and try to incorporate it across, across the way. I was bummed to see that Joe's not going to be practicing because I'd love to obviously see, you know, him, him practice and how he goes about his business. You know, it's, I've learned so much from Jordan. So, uh, you know, being able to see Joe would have been cool. But um, all in all, just being able to be you know, taking it all in, making sure, you know, I'm prepared for the practices. And, um, and it's new for, for me. So I, I, I don't know everything to expect, but going to just put on, you know, whatever I can do to, to improve. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a plan of how much you, you know you're going to play? And then what's the excitement like of actually playing in your first NFL game? Uh, I, I do not. I, I, you know, they haven't told us anything like that, but very exciting. You know, I've dreamed of playing in the NFL. So being able to be here now, um, and have this opportunity on Friday, definitely. Uh, I couldn't be more excited, and especially going back, like I said, to my hometown of, of Cincy. I, I love that place, so it's going to bring back a lot of memories. I went to a lot of Bengals games when I was a kid. My brother and I had season tickets uh, my senior year, and he, and, and he was in eighth grade, and uh, that was, like, some of the best times I've ever had, um, and I got really close to him. So there's a lot of memories at, at – uh, it's not even Paul Brown anymore. It's what Paycor Stadium now. So, but yeah, I'm just really excited to get back there. Did you grow up a Bengals fan? I did. I did get. I you know, back in the day. But uh, all packed now. So. Do you like Skyline Chili? 
I do like Skyline. Skyline is is key. I will definitely get me some Skyline at some point. <laughs> how, how much uh, family are we talking about for, for Wednesday and for Friday? And, and what's the buzz been like with your family last week as it's getting closer? Yeah, you'll definitely uh, see some Clifford shirts walking around the stadium. Um, and then I got a bunch of friends coming in and um, you know, a lot of a lot of the, the friends that I have in Cincinnati are you know going to come, and then I got people coming in from out of town as well. So you might see you know 20, 30 people in some Clifford attire. So it'll be fun. Where's it going to be just to see another team? Two weeks There you go. That's Sean Clifford, backup quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers, and he's a skyline guy. I don't disparage Gold Star Chili. But Skyline's the, the the biggest, the baddest, the best, the original. And then, uh, well, then there's Camp Washington Chili and Cincinnati Chili and all the different styles of that. But Skyline's got the, the corner master there. So there you go. But a lot of talk coming back home uh, to Cincinnati as uh, the Packers are going to practice with the Bengals and then obviously have the game coming up on Friday night. Uh, so uh, good, to, uh, good to hear from Sean Clifford, the backup quarterback. Um Interesting stuff. Uh, Backyard Bruce says, Bill, I agree with you regarding the love and the Clifford debate, but that situation right now playing out in San Francisco with Purdy and Lance uh, because Brock Purdy came in last year, won that job. Trey Lance is the guy they traded for, man. They went up and got him. They chose him. And he's he was the guy that, uh, you know, they wanted to give him an extra, extra year because, you know, he just needed some more seasoning and they jettisoned Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, Trey Lance was supposed to take over the job last season, and he never did, and he got hurt, and the ankle injury was horrific. And and it's just it's been uh, just so many things that have set Trey Lance back. And now Trey Lance has come out in training camp with a bit of a vengeance. He's, he's play, apparently played pretty well uh, and exploited it pretty well. So, anyway, there you have it. Uh, hey, um, the other big news for tonight, uh, Grant, is it destinational viewing? Are you checking out Hard Knocks, which airs tonight? Oh, damn. I, I forgot about that. I, unfortunately, I think might have to watch, right? Yeah. Now, I would assume it, you can watch it in its entirety on, what is it, uh, Peacock or something like that? I think Hard Knocks and HBO and all that and the HBO app. And Yeah, it used to be HBO that... Max. Now it's just Max. They rebranded Okay, it. okay. Well, um, they show there's a lot of pictures coming out with NFL films from a lot of the uh, news reporters in New York, but uh, with the film crews following everybody around at Jets training camp, but they say the entourage for Salah and Rodgers is obscene for people that are following them everywhere they go. Uh, the show is going to be entertaining, but Hard Knocks uh, with the New York Jets premieres tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, and you can stream it on Max, as you said, uh, and I wasn't quite sure if it was uh, going to be where all it was going to be, but uh, you can stream it on Max, and you are correct in that. Uh, so it's no longer just HBO Max. It's just Max. Max makes it kind of sound like an adult entertainment platform, if you know right? what I mean. Remember the old Cinemax? That they called Skinamax. Yeah, that too. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Skinamax back in the day. Um, and then there was Showtime. And the, the big thing, it was HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax were the thir- first three real big ones. And Skinamax is what people called the Cinemax channel. HBO was just movies, just all the good movies. And then Showtime kind of got like the, the other set of good movies. But Showtime was known for the aerobicize. Remember when they just had the girls there? They were on the spinning wheel, 
and it was just some girl just scantily clad on all fours kicking her legs out do you do you remember any of that from the years gone by you how old are you what, what year were you born uh 98 I was born. okay you have no clue what i'm talking about i remember the no. old workout dvds that you would get yeah no this wasn't that this was showtime this was um it was it, it was racy for its day You'd have a girl in a cutoff T-shirt, you know, kind of the muscle shirt look, but no bra, headband on, uh, spandex, thong, the whole thing, and then you know the the you know the knee-high sock legging things, and then she'd be bent over on all fours on this spinning platform, and they're showing all these different ways to work out, and you know, women are looking at it as either one, oh my god, that's disgusting, or two. Oh, boy, I'd love to get a body like hers. I'm going to work out like that. Where guys are sitting at home in the dark doing whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. Panting. Come on. Yeah, panting and, and you know, hoping their mom doesn't come down in the basement. So that was that, that was the difference between Cinemax Showtime and HBO at the time. Anyway, that being said, uh, you've got tonight at 10 o'clock Central or 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, Hard Knocks and the New York Jets version debuts tonight. So there you go. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back. We've got a lot more to get to. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friend Gino and the gang, San Giorgio, downtown Milwaukee, Old World, 3rd Street, Calderon Club. Best Italian food you're going to stuff up in your grill. Great stuff, whether it's the spaghetti and meatballs, the thin crust pizza, the chicken marsala, the spicy sashina, penne pasta, which is awesome. And then you wash it all down with some cheesecake. Absolutely fantastic. Or head over to San Giorgio Pizzeria in Napolitana. That is just something that is a unique dining experience. It's just wonderful. Both places, awesome. 838 Old World Third Street, downtown Milwaukee. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show. You are looking live over there at the uh, the campground and the entrance. Pappy Hoyle, full throttle saloon, great stuff. And uh, enjoying our time. The sun is out, which has been an oddity here uh, over the last few days. So glad to have it out today. Bikers everywhere. Everybody's getting a good ride in today. So uh, great, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. i uh, got a couple more here real quick. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we are going to hear from, uh, coming up here shortly, Colby Wooden, uh, the big defensive lineman, uh, the pick out of Auburn. We're going to hear from him coming up here in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that couple minutes. Uh, but i got to get back. i got to get over to the phone lines because uh, we've had uh, Mike in Rockford hanging on for forever and Mike, thanks for hanging, man. What you got going on today? Hello, Michael. How you doing? What's going on, man? Mike, turn down your radio. Mike, turn down your radio. Thanks for hanging, man. What you got going on today? Hello. Can you hear me, Mike? Mike, Mike, turn Hello. down your radio. Turn down. Let's let's do this. Turn. Put him on hold, Grant. I'm on. Put him on hold. Yeah, and uh, tell him you cannot have the radio crank, dude, because it's uh, a big delay. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one's from uh, Jake who says, uh, hey, guys, uh, Luke Musgrave has looked really, really good. What does Tucker Craft look like? 
I think Musgrave looked like basically what it is you expected. He has been uh, the big wide body that has been able to catch passes. He's had uh, agility across the middle. He's got good speed. The one thing you notice about the Packers' tight ends now versus the last few years, their speed. Robert Tanyan had speed until he went down with a knee injury, and uh, he just he didn't come back fully last year. Um, and, and you could tell he he didn't have that same that same kick and giddy up uh, as he's had in the past. Uh, but what you notice out of Musgrave and Tucker Craft is they got it. They got it. They've got that zip, man. They got that. St- they got that zip. Uh, so anyway, big time, big time, uh, big time speed coming out of the tight end position. It's and the youth, obviously, you know, because Mercedes Lewis was a good blocker, uh, a possession guy, more of a lumbering. You know, catch and run and bowl you over kind of guy. He's going to fall forward for the extra three to four yards, maybe. But what you've got now is legitimate guys that they can give you big plays. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to have breakaway speed to, you know, take it to the house on the continuum, but they've got guys that that have breakaway speed. So, absolutely, you've got uh, some new speed there. You've got some good youth there. So, excited about it. Uh, and uh, Sean writes real quick. Uh, Sean says, hey, Bill, a great show. Great interview with Jesse from earlier today. I did want to ask you, though, about the Packers and the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Is Matt LaFleur equipped to put Jordan Love in the best possible position to be successful? Jordan Love has only certain things that he, he can do very well. I was at camp, and I watched him roll out to his right, and he can throw on the run. It's not always crisp. Throwing to his left, he looks awkward. Do you think many plays will be made from under center to a rollout position? Um, well, okay, let's say this. First and foremost, if you noticed it, everybody else in the world's going to notice it, okay? So he would have to then become more adept at rolling to his left and being able to throw the football. That's first and foremost. So you're not going to put him, if he's not good at it, you're not going to put him in that situation very often. You can use it to uh, to somewhat surprise a team, but, you know, but you're not going to do it very often, Okay. Uh, and as far as the wobble goes, was, was it early in camp that you noticed that? Because that has not been anything that's been prevalent. It hasn't been consistent for Jordan Love. So am I worried about it, or is Matt LaFleur going to be responsible for putting him in the best position? I just want to see what Matt LaFleur does with everything at his, at his, at his fingertips. I want to see how he incorporates Musgrave. I want to see what he does with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, Samari Torre. I want to see how he runs the ball. Uh, what's the commitment to the run? Does he use Aaron Jones out of the backfield? Does he use at all A.J. Dillon, who's become a better pass catcher since coming to Green Bay, but does he use him out of the backfield at all? You know, so there's, there's, there's some things, yeah, you can question about Matt LaFleur, but I, I'm really interested. I know Matt LaFleur hates to hear this because he's like, I don't know what that is. But the bottom line is I want to see Matt LaFleur's offense. I want to see what it resembles. I want to see if it's really similar to what we saw last year or if we see this, you know, hey, I drew these plays up a while ago and we just never used them because the former quarterback just didn't want to run them, didn't like them, didn't want to be athletic, didn't want to get uh, – but then again, here's the other thing. The more you take the quarterback from under center and put him on the move, the more opportunities you've got to get your quarterback hit. Don't forget that as well. Look at what happened to Justin Fields. He became a guy that had a lot of success running the ball. He's very athletic. 
but he's also a guy that exposed himself to big hits, and it cost him in the season last year. So it, it's very much a catch-22. All right, we got Mike back on the line before we go to break. Mike, how you doing, pal? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Good to have oh, you. Yeah. All right, good. But I'll make this quick, uh, Bill. I just, I just want to play uh, the Showtime thing or the thing with the girls on the rotating table. Oh, my God. My buddies and I would sit around and watch, and, and you have a single girl on there, and sometimes it'd be two or three. It just depended. Uh, I was laughing so hard when you were right. talking about that, going down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do remember that, yes. Just got to ask real quick, Bill. Uh, I, I just hope that they play Jordan Love in all three preseason games. I don't want any of your excuses. They got to see together. We don't know what we have in Jordan Love, so they better play this guy and play him a lot in the preseason. Uh, what do you think about that? So I'll hang up and listen. Well, I appreciate it. I think Jordan Love needs snaps. Uh, I think he needs to get into a rhythm. I think he needs to get comfortable with what he has. I think they need to put more and more and more on tape so he can see what it is he's doing, what it is he needs to work on, what it is he's doing well. I think all of that there. Uh, so the whole thing, I, I mean, I know coaches do not want to put their quarterbacks in harm's way in what they consider to be, quote, meaningless games. First of all, any guy trying to make a team, it's not meaningless. Guys that are trying to make the team, say, uh, an out, a wide receiver, running back, what have you, if you get a chance to play with the ones or mix it up with some of the guys that are going to be there in the continuum, you're trying to make a name for yourself. So it's not meaningless. But I think what you need to do is play two, three series, get a good look, get something on film, get them out. Next game, play maybe two quarters, maybe three. Who knows? But play at least a half get them out. And then the last game, the last game, as we all know, that's the game in which anybody that's on the bubble is trying to make the team. you got to get a good look at these guys because that's where you start to find the diamonds in the rough, and that's the reason those guys who are going all balls out, that's the reason you go with those guys because they're doing anything and everything they can to hang on. And if they're not, they're trying to do anything and everything they can to make a name for themselves and put something on tape so somebody else may see them and pick them up. And Jordan Love doesn't need to be a part of that. So... Uh, I, do, I do think, though, he needs uh, some preseason reps. Absolutely. I am not big on setting quarterbacks throughout an entire preseason. Just saying. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, we've got our guy, Chuck Freeman, Locked on Brewers podcast, going to talk some Brewers baseball next on the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Saloon tonight counts uh, 77. The band is going to be playing, and it's uh, Danny Corkle from Corkle from uh, Counts Customs from the uh, the uh, History Channel uh, going to be playing tonight. We're actually going to get a chance to go over and say hi to him. I guess coming up a little bit later on uh, today. Uh, he just arrived on property, and he's not going to be able to get up here in time for us to do an interview. But maybe we'll go over and say hi and uh, do a little little FaceTime with him or something like that a little bit later on tonight. Uh, who knows? Uh, that being said, we've got a Brewers win, big win, 12-1 to last night. Willie Adamas gets sat. The players have chosen to put uh, the cheese head away for the time being and talk all about it. Our guy, 
uh, from the Locked on Brewers podcast. It's our buddy Chuck Freeman. Chucker, how you doing, pal? Bill, I'm surprised you have not had the South Dakota governor, the infamous Christy Noma, on the show. She's uh, she's terrific. She was here last Thursday, and I have not seen her since. Now, tomorrow morning, I'm actually going to one of the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, and we're kind of hoping that she's going to be there then. So maybe we'll catch up with her then. But, yeah, I have not uh, I have not had a chance to see her. So yeah, uh, I would love to, though. She, she's she got a painting out here. Some some famous artist painted her. And uh, yeah. I don't know. You can just look it up, this artist that painted her. And uh, that's, a, that's a hot damn painting. I'll tell you that right now. She's uh, an attractive woman, we'll say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is. She's she's also, I mean, she's like in a, a lot of, she's on a lot of the national shows. A lot of, yeah. she's on Fox all the time. And she's, I mean, I mean, she's presidential caliber, I think. She's, she, yep. she's, she knows her stuff. And, you know, you don't hear a lot about South Dakota, except for when you are out there and Christy yeah. Nome speaks. So I, I, yep. I, but I'm surprised. I like this. You ought to have her on. You try to get her on your show sometimes because she's a and you know, uh, she's a she's a, she's a shotgun toting horse riding mama too. Uh, when she oh, was yeah. uh, here for the parade this past week, so yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Chucker, they got a big win yeah. last night. Uh, Willie Adamas, uh, I don't want to say bench, but basically was told let's let's just let's chill for a while. You need some time off. Give me your thoughts on Willie Adamas first and foremost. Well, he's struggling. Uh, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, he was he, he just had a it just came to an end. He just had a bad day, stranding guys on base. Uh, he's been doing that all year. But and and finally, Craig Council says, you know what, we we got to sit this guy uh, a day. And I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier, but it's finally happened. So what he did is he let Adamus get get there at four o'clock on uh, on game day yesterday, which is. You know, as you know, it's 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 about two three hours past when normally everybody else shows up. So he gets there at about four o'clock, and he's like, "Man, I, I didn't want to come in here at four o'clock, but you know, Skipper made me come in because this is uh, you know he, they wanted me to take a whole day off and just get away with it for a while. You know, he didn't want it to look like well, since he wasn't playing, that he was not going to just you know do his regular routine. So you know, he showed up at four o'clock. Um, and just took the day off, and you know him. She'll be back in the lineup today. I still think it's just having. It's it's not that he's bad. He's just having a bad season. He's having mm-hmm. a really, really, really bad season. He's better than that. I don't know what's going on with him at the plate, but something is. And it's just. I thought it would. I thought he was going to turn it around because I, I thought, okay, the All Star break, the numbers weren't good. I, I thought, okay, after the All Star break, we're going to see a better Willie. You know, he still has got the home run totals there that are, that, you know, 17, 18 or wherever it is. But the, everything else, he's just, I mean, defensively he's doing well, but he's just not producing. And, um, they, you know, they obviously this team, he's one of the reasons why this team is just last in the league in run producing and batting average and all that because, you know, one of your heart of the order guys is batting 203. So uh, the last night, obviously, Adamas hits, the offense explodes, and they had a big night. Now, here's the question, because sometimes, and you you, you and I and Tim Allen used to sit in the studio and we would talk about this, because it's it's not something yeah. you can measure, and you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher, and all of blah, 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 whatever. There is an element of momentum. Do you not play him again today and stick with what got you there yesterday? Or do you say, hey, look, you've got a pitcher that you've never had a hit against coming up tonight. 
if you put him into the lineup, if he gets a hit, you can then launch his confidence maybe to give him a couple of uh, good uh, good at-bats at the plate against a guy he's not had success against, uh, and then maybe that gets him off the schneid. Which direction would you go? So, in other words, you know, you put him the 13 runs last night. Let's, let's not ruin a good thing. Let's, let's keep Durang right. a shortstop. I, I can see that point of view, but I think they feel that their best going forward is, is get Willie in there, get him – back into the lineup and getting him going again. I, I definitely can see what you're going in the other direction. Why ruin a good thing, as I always say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, all the last week, you know, this team uh, put up 14 runs against Pittsburgh, and the next three days there were duds at the plate uh, and then exploded again last night. So go figure. But I think Willie will be there. I think you got to put him back out there, playing shortstop, and then move Terang back over to second and, and go forward. They just wanted to give him just one day off this, just to see how it would go. But you know, I remember last week too, they scored the 14 runs with him in the lineup. Right. Yeah. The uh, it's it's kind of a catch 22. And then the worst part would be is if you do put him in tonight, and he goes over mm-hmm. three, over four, has a couple of strikeouts against a guy he's never got a hit against, and you could absolutely destroy that off day, the confidence, and all that kind of stuff as well. So I. I it's going to be uh, – I'm going to be anxious to see what the lineup looks like coming up tonight, coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. So this team, they've got Miley going. you got Woodruff. you got everybody. The band is back together. Freddie Peralta is starting to really deal in his last few outings. How good do you feel about where the pitching staff is right now? Boy, this pitching staff, Bill, one through five, the guys you mentioned there, especially the top, when you got Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, these last three days, when you get those guys throwing like that the last three days – that's World Series caliber right there. Those mm-hmm. three guys, I mean, Burns going like an ace in his last three outings. But Burns, pitcher of the month in the National League in July. Woody showed just a, I mean, for his first game, five innings, nine Ks on Sunday. Get those guys, and then you throw Miley as your fourth starter, and then Hauser as number five. You know, I'm, I'm not completely giving up on Tehran just yet, but I mean, Hauser as five. Are, uh, you got a pretty good rotation there. Um, so I, I would say for now, um, that's one of the best rotations, especially at front three. That's one of the best front threes in baseball. Now, the only problem is you score enough runs. That's been the question all year long. Can you score enough runs? Um, right. you know, they weren't scoring runs for Woodruff again on, on Sunday in his first day back. Um, so you got to be able to put some runs on the board, but their pitching is just phenomenal with those guys. I mean, last night, for Freddie Peralta, uh, 13 Ks over seven innings to hold Colorado one over the minimum. Now, they faced 28 batters to get that solo home run in the first inning. I mean, just all around, and not only a bullpen, Bill, and not only a starting, bat, uh, the starting staff, but that bullpen has just been so, so good for the most part. Yeah, they had the, a uh, couple of hiccups, but who knows, you know? Yeah, they they, they lost, uh, obviously, the only two teams until um, Pittsburgh came along, they had lost, uh, as far as series goes, since going all the way back to, what was it, I think it was like uh, like uh, June 17th or something like that, had been to Atlanta. And then they lose the one to Pittsburgh over the weekend. Really kind of split, if you want to call it that, a split. I call it a loss because I was hoping for three out of four from Pittsburgh. But you get the point. But yeah. Do do you feel like because this is the time that you start to say okay with teams teams got to be good they got to get healthy 
They got to get hot, and they got you know, they got to get lucky. Do you feel like this team is on the verge of getting hot? They're one of the only teams that has not had that eight nine game win streak so far this season. Yeah, Bill, this team is so hard to figure out. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I just an unusual, unusual season. I mean, to be last in the league in in baseball in hitting, the thing that counts most to baseball. Hitting the baseball, you are last in baseball in doing that. Yet you're in first place by a game and a half over Cincinnati. I mean, every time I think this team is going to go on a momentum run, they step in the bucket. You know, like I mentioned last week, I thought they were going to, you know, they, they were going to start getting out a little bit of a roll. But you know, they've, you know, they have not been playing well as of late. I mean, they have not been playing well. You know, they, even though they put up these big numbers run games against Pittsburgh last Thursday and last night. Still, overall, there's a lot of games. Like getting, you know, splitting with Pittsburgh was a disappointment. Getting swept in Atlanta, losing two or three, you know, in Washington, especially the, how they lost last Wednesday with Devin Williams blowing the save chance, but they didn't score many, they scored one, two runs. Um, I, 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 it's, it's hard to figure out, Bill. I, I, I don't know. This team right. is so good pitching-wise, but, man, I I just don't understand why some of these guys are, you know, I mean, some of the, th- the guys are throwing out there too. They're not getting benched because who are you going to put in? Weimer continues to hit 205, and he's in the lineup every day, batting ninth. Price Terang, you know, not much better, although he's starting to play a little bit better now. He's starting to hit a little mm-hmm. bit better since he's changed his jersey number. You know, he's, 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 they run him out there. I think they're just going with the young guys, trying to grow with these young guys, Meanwhile, enjoying uh, being at a pennant race. Talking with Chuck Freeman of the Lockdown Brewers podcast. Real quick, Chuck, before I let you go, I I admit I didn't think Cincinnati was going to be sticking around. I thought they would start to fade because their pitching just isn't that great. Uh, I just didn't think the Cubs had it to be able to make a run this season, but both teams just hanging right there. Um, is this really going to be a three-team race, or do you just feel that the Brewers are the strongest team and it's basically their division to lose? Yeah, the Cubs had the day off yesterday. I you know, they that big run that they put on that went on that eight game winning streak, that kind of um that kind of put them back in contention. Uh can they take it to an extra level and keep this thing going? That's that's the big that's the big question mark. The Reds are just going through a funk right now. Um, you know, they are. They're I mean they've won last night, but they're just they're not playing very good baseball. Um coming back down to life a little bit, they're struggling. They just got swept in that weekend series by Washington. Um so I, I I still think it's, I think primarily a two team race. I, I'm just surprised as you are that the Cubs are in this thing. Um, but I, I, who knows? Cub fans think they could pull this thing out. This was yeah. supposed to be a rebuilding year and maybe a surprise or two on the Cubs roster, but my gosh, they're right there in the mix. Biggest surprise this year in the National League Central Cubs fighting for the top spot or St. Louis taking an absolute pant load crap? Oh, St. Louis. God. I mean, there was not one publication or website out there that did not pick the Cardinals for winning this division. I mean, they were supposed to win this division. There's going to be some big changes in the offseason. They've already thrown in the towel. Even in, like, June and in the end of July, I was still thinking, oh, the Cardinals are still going to be in this thing. But, man, they just they get off to that bad start, and they just never recovered. They never went on that big run that everybody expected. And now we're this deep in the season, it's, it's probably a little too late. Chuck, good stuff as always. If they want to find the podcast, where are they finding it? 
Oh, thanks, Bill. Um, they could download the audio version, Locked On Brewers, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you get your daily podcasts. We're on all the major ones. We're the number one Brewers podcast out there. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Search Locked On Brewers. Going to pull it up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. Going to alert you every time we drop an episode. Locked On Brewers, YouTube. we got a big growing audience there. And of course, Bill, they can always find me at Twitter. Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. And, of course, most importantly, every Tuesday at 1230 on the Bill Michael Show. There you go. That's the place to go. Uh, th- so that's it. That's the ways to find Chuck. Chuck, great stuff. We'll talk again next week, pal. All right, Bill. Thanks. There you go. Chuck uh, Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers podcast. Good stuff from Chuck. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Another hour yet to go. Scott Johnson from Mama Tried and Flat Out Friday going to join us coming up in about 40 minutes from now. So stay tuned for that. We still got uh, What Do We Miss? We still got some buy or sell. We got uh, more to hear from out of the Packers locker room. Packers off into Cincinnati getting ready to uh, have some uh, joint practices with the Bengals before their game coming up on Friday night. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show live here in Sturgis right after... This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Welcome back to the Bill Michael Show. And energized today. Feeling good today. Had a wild night last night, and uh, tomorrow, by the way, uh, I'm not going to be. It's going to be Grant Bills the rest of the way. But uh, if you do listen uh, to our uh, sister station out in Madison, WJJO, the rock station, tomorrow morning I'm going to join Johnny and the gang, and I'm going to be on there for a little bit before we head off. We've been invited to go to uh, one of the induction ceremonies for the Hall of Fame, for the Motorcycle Hall of Fame uh, out here. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow and then uh, do a little riding on uh, Thursday. And then heading home, driving home early Friday. So uh, off the air then, and then we'll be back at it again on Monday, kind of recapping uh, the uh, the Packers game on Friday night with Cincinnati and such. So, uh, But that's what's upcoming. So just wanted to kind of make you aware of it programming note-wise. And uh, this portion of the program, uh, by the way, brought to you by our friends at uh, Sloppy Joe's out there on Hubertus, in Hubertus. Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon, great place, a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. Then there's smoke on the water, and they are always doing something at Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake on Wisconsin Avenue. So either place, you got to go out, check it out, and if you're looking for great entertainment of whatever sort, you can walk through the door at Smoke on the Water at almost any time, and they've got something, everything from a comedy show to theatrical stuff to bands and 80s nights, and just they always do something. Joe and Ellen Hennis always have something going on, so great, great stuff from both places. Coming up in the next hour, uh, Grant, uh, Bills, and I are going to chat a little bit. We're going to hear also from Colby Wooden, the defensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to hear from him. Also, you've got Scott Johnson. He is with Mama Tried and Flat Out Friday, and they are all based in, uh, in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but they're out here, and they do shows all over the country, all over the world. They were in Brazil not that long ago. We'll uh, give you a little taste of what Flat Out Friday and uh, the Mama Tried group is all about. And uh, then we're going to do some uh, What Do We Miss? And we're going to call it a day. So uh, we we got another hour yet to go. Don't miss it. Colby Wooden, you're going to hear from the big defensive lineman that the Green Bay Packers drafted 
That's going to be coming up uh, just after the top of the hour, so stay tuned. But uh, thanks again to all of our terrific sponsors that bring us out here, one of them being Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Great place to go, and uh, that is one of the places when we get back we are going to be hitting because I think Sunday I might have the all-the-you-can-eat pancakes uh, just to kind of round out the week of eating, and then it's back uh, back into the regimen, so to speak. So Social House, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, Dandela and the staff, great people. We'll stop in and say hi. You should, too. Stay tuned. Another hour. Bill Michael Show upcoming right after this. <laughs> 